Hello, my name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Weird OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is my friend Portia. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Christina? Oh, uh, well, um, <laughs> for reference here, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and, I, and I've definitely had a Wednesday. <laughs> Me too. It's that kind of, you know, like that, that midwinter, like, I just don't want to do anything today, including being at work. I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, definitely. But you know what, that's okay. The groundhog just saw his, his, <laughs> no, he didn't, is it that he didn't see his shadow for early spring or is that he did see his shadow? I don't remember. I didn't even check this year. That's how um, tapped out I have been on this whole winter stuff. Yeah. I heard I heard that the groundhog predicted spring, which is like on one hand, yes, on the other hand, uh, allergies, but whatever. <laughs> I live in Michigan, it never even really applies anyway, so I don't even Yeah. Yeah. It's it. They say we'll get early spring, but I'm like, okay, it was 70 degrees on Sunday and today it was 23, so Ooh, 70, I wish. It was it was phenomenal. I had the windows open and everything. But this is but this is not a meteorology podcast, despite <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> we're here to talk about original characters. Who are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about my um, character test from my um. Well, I guess you could call it a well. It's not you know. There's nothing solid about it yet, but it's going to be a comic one day. <laughs> but yeah, then, my original character Then test. call it a comic, regardless <laughs> of whatever state of publicity it's in. It's still a comic. Okay, yeah. She's from my comic, um, which is the tentative title is uh, Power Right in the Kisser. But yeah, we'll get into why I'm calling it that and everything. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So do you have a specific place that you'd like to start with Tess? Or uh, I have I have a couple of options if we want to use those. Where would you like to start? How did you first come up with the idea of Tess as a character? Oh, um, uh, well, she's kind of been around in one form or another since like um high school. Oh wow! So yeah, um, I don't know what year uh this album came out. It was Outcast, um, the uh, Speaker Box Love Below album. So oh okay, yeah, um. Andre 2000 side the love below uh like the first track is called happy valentine's day and mm-hmm. i have like this weird thing like a lot of the time when i um listen to songs like i'll create like a music video or like a storyline yeah and it's like a, like a very um narrative kind of song because it's basically mm-hmm. um cupid talking about basically how he does his job so um yeah yeah so you know kind of sprung from that i was like you know what We're, what if they really did have like an office and a job and they were like kind of like uh yeah like cops like love cops or something like that so that's kind of like where the ideas spring from it's evolved obviously over the years but Mm -hmm. that's basically yeah where i got it from so yeah she's been around that is really (laughs) neat i definitely relate on the whole like listening to a song and then coming up with the music video thing i was literally doing that today at work with like shuffle on my ipod i was like this is what the music video would look like for this song. And okay, it, it'd be on one of those kind of like white infinity stage things. Right. And so, like, <laughs> so good. Do you remember like what kind of a, like what kind of setup you had for this music video that would have been probably starring Tess in some form? Well, this she wasn't like really formed until maybe like early last year, but it was okay, okay. just kind of like a vague idea. But it was just more like... um um just like a like a like a like a cupid like a slick cupid guy like um i've tweeted you know pictures of her in the past but you know it's all mm-hmm. very you know slick suits and oh yeah kind of stuff oh, yeah. like that but uh just um there's specific lyrics that like really like made me um tap into it like uh mm-hmm. just an image of like a person just like you know checking their they're a weapon of choice and you know making sure that they have you know the, the target down right and they're not gonna let them out of their sight so yeah it's kind of like the idea that just kind of like a person just like you know like you're not getting away from me like i have you in my sights kind of like maybe like a not like a heist movie but like a spy movie maybe kind of like a mm-hmm. you know we have a specific target in mind type thing like a buddy cop type of love thing. bounty hunting yeah <laughs> yeah like that yeah exactly <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> That's so, yeah. good. Very slick, very fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, vibe. So after 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 speaker box below mm-hmm. below, where did this where did this idea for the idea that would become Tessa's story kind of go? Um, it's just I was, I'm like weird about like ideas. Like they'll just like oh you know they cycle around like oh um maybe a year or two from now and I'm like oh you know oh what about that little idea so like stuff like that came up and then um. Mm-hmm last year is like i really need to like do something with these ideas because she came back in mind and i was like i'm gonna actually create characters for this so create yeah. the main two characters um and uh i just decided to just buckle down and do it i went on pinterest and just like <laughs> kind of looked up um <laughs> ideas for like the kind of aesthetic i was looking for uh which is you know a lot of mm-hmm. well, women in like very uh like tailored suits with like yeah really nice um you know oxford uh shoes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, probably and, a lot of early like a lot of early tens Janelle Monet on there I bet um no not really actually but yeah she really is, yeah not actually actually okay more um that is a that is a now that I look at her she is kind of like that but actually um. Her hair kind of came from, I just kind of was trying to like visually make it kind of heart shaped a little bit. So that's kind of, it's like mm-hmm. a lopsided heart almost. Yeah. Because I was thinking about trying to simplify the shape if I ever did it. So I was like, what if I kind of make it a little bit heart shaped? So her hair is kind of like asymmetrically off center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, Janelle, she is actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, she is pretty close to her but i don't know when i was probably looking at pictures i was thinking more um salon she had like a lot of like cool suits and stuff like that she's like a fashion okay icon, but yeah oh yes oh yes the yeah. the, the whole family the whole Knowles. <laughs> is that how they pronounce yeah. the name the the, the whole Knowles family dynasty is just like i realize a part of this is that they have you know like the teams to help them out with everything yeah. but all of I I don't think I've ever seen a picture of anyone related to Beyonce or Solange that isn't yeah. like that doesn't look extremely well put together. Yeah, Solange is just like she's like her own entity in the in the first place. She's just like oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But uh, there's like a very specific time period of of her style because she's like completely different now. If I was to look at like what she wears now, like she's nothing about the aesthetic. But there there was a con- a time period where she was like really into like wearing like crazy colored suits and like a lot of tailoring. So uh, she's okay, okay. she's really on the Pinterest street. She's really in the Pinterest street. So that's where <laughs> most of the um <laughs> the inf- the uh inspiration for the character design came from. And then I kind of built mm-hmm. her out from there. Just most most of the times what I do, I have to see what they look yeah. like first, and then I can kind of build their personality. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I wanted to go with a limited color palette because I felt like if I'm going to do it for a comic, then I don't want to, cause I like to, I usually like to work in black and white because it's just easier because, you yeah, know, you know how they always say, um, colorists, you know, they deserve real respect. And I think so too, because like sometimes I'm drawing something oh, like, yes. like this in theory should work, but it looks so ugly. So <laughs> I figure mm-hmm. using a, a limited color palette would be like a lot easier to do. So, um. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Pinks and um possibly you know, pinks and light pinks and browns and stuff like that. It's still in the works. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of pink because you know, love and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and plus having um having like okay, Christina's art nerd moment here. Oh please. Having please having a limited uh having a limited palette is all it's really helpful for like telling like even like telling a narrative and stuff because then like you get to have you know like you can show even the varying like intensity of a situation by like how saturated the colors are or if like if there's something that's really out of mm-hmm. place you could like make it like this this is a very definitely brown object in an otherwise pink page or you mm-hmm. could even like you could even do other hues too i just i really love that concept yeah, I always think it looks really slick when um, comics have just like a, a limited color palette. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, I figured it might be easy to um, execute easier for me at least. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pink. <laughs> uh, pink is good. Did you have that? Did you have that tomboy moment um, when you were a kid and uh, you just hated everything pink, and then now like you've come back around to like pink is like great. Did did you mean? Uh, did you did, were you referring to me from the ages of <laughs> probably uh, six to seventeen? Why is that such a, a universal girl thing? Like why it, internalized misogyny? Yes, ugh, but yeah, I'm, that's kind of like where I'm coming. Like I, I love pink now. Like pink is great. Like why was I like mm-hmm. rebuking pink so much? Purple's not that great. Purple's great, but it's like I could have been like you know, dealing with pink this whole time. It was like, it's great. So I'm leaning into the I, pink. <laughs> I wonder if part of it also, the whole like anti-pink thing among, uh, among like people who identified as girls growing up. It, I wonder if it wasn't also that like when a lot of us were growing up, we didn't have a lot of like, like options available for what kind of a pink you could get in like clothes and stuff because like, my frame, my frame of reference here is like, is like pretty much like the aughts, mm-hmm. <laughs> when there weren't a lot of like the options for pink were the incredibly bright nylon pink on sweatsuits, mm-hmm. and like and like jackets and stuff, and then literally everything else was like baby pink. Yeah, and then there was like bubblegum pink from the Disney Channel, and that's all that I I don't remember having any options that I really liked. Or ones that I was interested in wearing. <laughs> yeah. I think, I forget, it was like a few years back, but they called it like Millennial Pink or something like that. And that was around the time oh, I was like, yes. Millennial Pink is it. I like this color. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. I definitely feel what you're saying about that. Like we got more of a, a range in pinks now <laughs> to choose from. So it's more appealing. I would have to go cross-reference with my friend Alyssa on this, but I feel like in let's just say the past like five or six years that like design and fashion has trended more so towards uh letting people like wear and use and like embrace dip like all just like the whole spectrum it's not like okay we all have to be like it's the 90s so everything has to be grunge yeah and everything's got to be really desaturated yeah and it's like you know what why why not wear as saturated of a pink as you want to wear yeah, but we say that now, but then, you know, we'll look back in like 30 years and be like, oh, this was the color palette we were using. And a lot of people, we were like, oh, that, you know, that was kind of true. Because I'm pretty sure people in the 80s weren't like, everything is like turquoise and uh, what's that purple? Electric purple and <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I like, I like trying to think about stuff like that. Like, what what are they going to, what are, what are going to be our hallmarks? Because I'm like, like now mm-hmm. being in this air, I'm like, I really don't know what's so, you know, what's something that they can pull from to say this is what, you know, was iconic about this period of time. Yeah. See, I feel like it might be like graphic tees, graphic and nostalgia t shirts. <laughs> for for time, better times gone by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that that's a big move for this this uh half of the century it seems like it was just like everything sucks and we just wish it was back to when we were kids <laughs> so yeah but everything seems just Which... like i know the 90s are having a big moment but everything just seems like everything that we've done before i don't really see anything that's mm-hmm. new but i guess that's maybe there's the old curmudgeon coming out of me reaching those years nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. humanity humanity's been telling the same stories for years we've been making the same toys for years yeah that's another Don't, thing i have I'm, to try to tell myself when i'm trying i'm trying to figure out uh, as respects the character i'm like you know it needs mm-hmm. to be original it needs to be this but then every you know there's like there's only so many different stories and it's just about how you tell them but you know your brain yeah. still fights against that this is you know this has been done before type thing but i'm trying to trying to fight against that yeah it's it's hard because you you know we all want to just have come out with something that's you know completely fresh but we all want to be new and original mm-hmm. and where this this isn't this isn't your conventional superman story yeah. in this in this superman story he's the devil <laughs> is there one like that yes really oh yeah it's like called like bright or something oh my gosh it, 
it came out like last year and and one of the one of the guys in my D&D group was like trying to tell everyone to watch it and I was like no I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> I, I I don't need Superman the paragon of good destroyed yeah. in that context. Yeah, let Superman be a dork. Like let him be. Let, mm-hmm. Yeah, let him be a dork. Everything doesn't have to be edgy. Some people don't need to be edgy. <sighs> yes. Yeah, some people I I agree with you wholeheartedly mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like we lost the plot. Where were we at? <laughs> it's okay. It was fun though. It's we were talking about how uh how you were like well before we got on the tangent we were talking about pink. Uh-huh. But then we had a good point a few minutes ago uh-huh. about um how you were making how you were like making tests like like different from like trying to make her different from like other maybe stories that have been told or like what separates her from the rest of the rest of etc. Yeah. The rest of the tropes. <laughs> um Well shoot. Um as respects her character, I don't think I'm trying to do anything really too revolutionary. Um she's kind of I I was when I was thinking about it before, um trying to like make notes, I kinda said she's kind of um uh what do I mean? Let me look at my notes here. So I can, yeah, go for it. I said she's kind of a, a Judy Hobbs, uh, cheaty. Um, uh, what's um, what's her name from Anagonia? Yeah, cheaty and uh, no, from um, who's Jake's wife on um Brooklyn Nine Nine? Really, is her name Amy? Yes, she's like the really like uh yeah. So I said she's kind of like a three way split of that. Like she's very rule mm-hmm. into rules and um. But she's like very by the book. By the book, yeah. She wants to like be like the the best in the department, and uh, she doesn't like okay, breaking okay. rules and stuff. And it makes her like nervous to like try to like step outside the box. But and um, her character, her other um, her not a her other her partner is kind of uh the opposite of that. So it kind of always keeps her on her toes because he's just like a very like um you know rule bender type of thing. But yeah, she's very. Mm-hmm. all about trying to prove herself because um i was gonna make her backstory like uh she kind of had to um work her way into the actual i'm making like um i'm in the process of making departments like it's an actual like uh yeah like an actual like uh like if it was like the fbi or something like that she's come she came from okay accounting <laughs> and now she's yeah. in um actual uh she's actually on the field now like she she had to uh mm-hmm. fight her way onto the to the uh actual like but she's more um she's okay with uh bows and arrows and stuff like that but she's more she likes to um analyze and try to she's better with the matching part of it like she can like she can like um, yeah yeah and he's more of a he just likes to shoot stuff so they kind of make a good <laughs> a good yeah. team in yeah. that way so yeah i'm trying to balance them out so she's more the um the nervous one he's more just the, like let's just go do this so mm-hmm. yeah she's good at it but she likes to she likes to think she's like great at everything yeah yeah but actually mm-hmm. <laughs> there are things that she is maybe not as great at yeah. as all as all of us learn at some point in our lives yeah, yeah but she's like the perfectionist yeah the the uh ru- rules are meant to be followed type girl <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i don't think i asked this yet um is is the story that you're wanting to tell with tess mm-hmm. like has it has it always been kind of what sounds like a I hesitate to call it like a like a workplace thing because because it I I yeah. from my understanding it sounds like you've been wanting to do a lot like yeah. like it's not just at, it is not just like taking place at the office it's about everything outside yeah. the office but well it's kind of yeah I wanted to um it's gone back and forth but yeah kind of mm-hmm kind of good place kind of brooklyn 990 even though i i specifically didn't watch brooklyn 99 because i'm like i don't want to be too inspired by the show but kind of workplacey mm-hmm. but also i did want to have them um in the real world because you know they're actually going to be you know making matches but um the first one so I, it has it has that like that michael Schur vibe yeah because he, he was the showrunner for both of those yeah kind of kind of going for that but um that was like it's it goes back and forth because you know how writing goes but um my first idea mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. was that um 
one of speaking of Groundhog's Day when we were talking about that earlier, um, it was going to be um, <laughs> my first idea was like um, to make it more of a Groundhog's Day thing where they have a particularly um, mm-hmm. difficult um, pair that they're trying to match up and they're kind of like in mm-hmm. their own little like time bubble. Well, maybe it's like a Jeremy Jeremy now that we've, you know, Good Place is over. Boo hoo. But um, I haven't I haven't actually seen any of the Good Place. Oh no! <laughs> it's well, I'm I not mean, scared. I, I'm not, I um... know there's I know there's a character named Jeremy Bearme. I figure I'll cross that bridge when I get around to watching oh. the show. Um, not the character, but yeah. You have spoiled nothing for okay. me. Well, yeah, it's more like I was gonna make it more like a Groundhog Day situation where they are just focusing on like one cup a uh, couple because I figured it might be easier just to tell a contained story. So I'm still I'm still um trying to mm-hmm. figure my way out with that because I'm on the on the one hand I do kind of like the idea of doing a contained story but at the on the other hand I would kind of like to um do multiple things and like um you know uh, explore that whole uh what workplace like uh thing like what's the inner workings of the company because you know how it is mm-hmm. when you um think of a new idea you just start writing all this random stuff and you're not sure how much of it actually mm-hmm. even matters so <laughs> mm-hmm. they ha- mm-hmm. i have copious mm-hmm. notes about people in the departments and who heads up the departments and what the what yeah. this does and but you know in the end it you know it cannot even matter but to me i like to know stuff like that because it, it just oh gosh yes it just deepens it and you can like pull from it later so yeah i'm mm-hmm. i'm kind of in between like should I do a, you know, contained story or should I just try to like, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, yeah. So yeah, that's, that was my original idea. Do like a Groundhog's Day type thing. Like they have to get this right. May I <laughs> offer a, uh, may I offer a suggestion? Sure. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> you could always do like the Groundhog Day, like, like bottle story thing as like the opener, because that would be. That would be a good way to, like, introduce the characters, introduce the world they're living in, the job they're doing. And then, like, when they resolve it, then you can literally, like, break the bottle and ta-da, here's this big, magical, wonderful world they're going into. Oh, Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. That's kind of cool. Oh, thanks. And plus, then, like, you'd be able to, like, coming at this again from the artist's perspective, that way you would only have to worry about drawing a set number of characters for the first chapter or whatever for this first arc. You're smart, Christina. You're smart. Thank you for that (laughs) suggestion. (laughs) You are welcome. Sometimes I'm smart. Oh, please. All the time. I never never think of this kind of stuff when I'm coming up with my own work. Isn't that always how it is? It's always easier to tell other people how to do stuff than when it's your stuff. It's like you're too close to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always like I know I know exactly what you what you mean. Exactly. But yeah. 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 Like I said I um I would like to, to try to write this. I always say like last year I was like, I'm gonna write this freaking thing, but you know, life and Yeah. Life is gonna life, so Mhm. And I'm like I don't know. I'm I'm like very distractible in that way. Like I get like a million ideas all the time, and I'm like, I want to I want to work on this one this time. I work on this. So she's mm-hmm. they, you know, they they all have different places in my heart. This one's on the back burner for now, but yeah. this, it's getting me excited talking talking about it now, especially with the uh, Valentine's Day coming up. Every time, every year, yeah. it makes me think about them again. So <laughs> <laughs> the, this year, Tess and her partner go to the Sonic movie premiere yeah. to set up nerds. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I should do like a mini comic about that. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I even thought about making like um you know how sometimes um in mangas they'll just have like random like one offs and stuff like that like little oh random, yeah oh yeah like every Valentine's Day uh issue would be a or a chapter would be like a one off or something like that who mm-hmm. knows you know there's so much possibility in comics which is like why it was so attractive to me in the first place oh, to like make yeah. it as a comic because you can do so much with the medium so mm-hmm. so yeah oh gosh which yes. is is great and is like you know, terrifying for a person like me who like like has a million ideas. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you can be as strict or as like crazy as you want to with it. So, oh yeah, yeah. Comics are honestly like 
like like you said, they're such a flexible medium that it's always really neat to like get to see what everyone does when they're like making comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh hey, like this comic is one where they just like don't have panels at all. They have like by by which I mean like oh this is one where it maybe doesn't have it has like the like the drawings and stuff, but they're not contained in individual panels. Yeah, like um, that kind of a thing. Yeah, there's a great webtoon that I, I um i read that they don't use panels and i was like oh that's interesting like i didn't because okay yeah and it's just like drawing 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 but it like flows together very well mm-hmm. so yeah like you say you can literally do anything which is mm-hmm. also kind of like you know gotta establish a visual style so that's like overwhelming <laughs> so like oh so what are you going to do with your visual stuff you know so yeah. That's a lot of stuff that makes me just be like, I'll just put this right here for a moment and I'll come back to you guys later. <laughs> I mean, the the important thing about creative endeavors is that, They're like, <laughs> it's always got to, like, you got to be having fun with mm-hmm. it. Like, like there's got to be something that you're working on that you care about. Because mm-hmm. if the thing that you're working on is just, like, not bringing you any joy at all, then you're not going to enjoy it. And then maybe... Maybe, and you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to be satisfied, but you're going to be, you will always be satisfied if you can find something to enjoy about what you're working on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, if any of that made sense, I was just kind of like word association oh, no. speaking. Oh no, no, I definitely got you. <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah, you have, especially when you're doing it, like, you know, just starting out, it takes time to like cultivate an audience in the mm-hmm. first place. So you definitely have to like the people, you know, the things you're working on. And also, I try to remember that, you know, duh, I'm doing this for free. So nobody's rushing me to do anything because nobody's paying mm-hmm. me to do this. So I'm going to take my time mm-hmm. with it and enjoy the process. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like they always say, it's never too late. That, you know, all those memes like, oh, I'm 40 and, you know, I'm finally, mm-hmm. you know, popping off. So, nope. So, yeah. Never too late. Yeah, it's never, never too, too late. late. So, you know, I'm just going to keep working on it. It'll, it'll come out one day one of these days mm-hmm. until then she'll just live on in my drawings when i you know draw her i'll probably draw her soon <laughs> because yeah. cause she's on my heart now she's on my heart right now <laughs> your your cupid character is on your heart mm-hmm. Ay. Ay. <laughs> the fonts, the fonts. <laughs> okay so what co- you mentioned that tess has a lot of co-workers in addition to her partner whose name i don't think we've discussed yet what's her partner's name oh um i don't even know how to pronounce it i'm hoping i'm not gonna i've only seen it seen it written but it's um basim basim b-a-s-s-e-m and um basim? okay yeah um but you know what you're canon pronounce it how you want <laughs> but um i'm like one of those baby name like uh baby name.com people so like they definitely mm-hmm. both i um chose their names for a reason like um tess means um harvester in greek so i was like okay, you know, okay. that is very i was like that is very appropriate and also it's a cute name so i picked that one and i think um mm-hmm. his is i think it's it's um one of those um i have to look it up it's like a middle eastern name but i think it i think it mm-hmm. means uh smile or someone who smiles a lot so he's like you know that Aww. So he's like that the goof to like you know balance out because he's always like has like a you know it's gonna be all right it's you know it's whatever type smile he's like that smarmy like almost like a you know gets on your nerves with it but you know you can't help but mm-hmm. like you know like him that kind of that kind of butthole <laughs> yeah yeah we all determinedly know cheerful yeah cheerful but yeah. Uh, you know like infuriating at the same time mm-hmm. especially for her because he never he never really takes anything too seriously so yeah yeah so yeah uh, but yeah what so what uh what is kind of like the work environment like for tess and basem is it like do they have do they have a good superior do they have uh do they have like co-workers they don't enjoy working with is there someone who is there someone who sends them on their missions um well um i was setting up because um it's kind of like uh since it's cupid i kind of like went with um mm-hmm. greek mythology as a base so i went with um okay 
I think they're called the Erotes. So they're like, um, they're all different. Um, Cupid is like kind of over all of them, but they all like have different, like, um, uh, cause you know, there's like different types of love. So there's like, mm-hmm. you know, familial love. There's like different. So, um, they work under, um, I forget which one, but then there's like um, one who doesn't like, like them at all. So he like tries to like make their life like a living, like a living heck. I don't know if I can curse on camera. <laughs> you can you can say hell hell is fine <laughs> I'm like, some people think hell is a cuss word some people don't so you know i always had to ask but yeah um geez my google doc is long i would like love to like look in here and see but like <laughs> like this is what i was talking about earlier like you just like sit here and think about like all these different things mm-hmm. but um yeah they have like um different um department heads um because each uh has like a different um department um like there's and let's see who do they work under um let's see i got up here which one is it but um cupid is like their i guess you would say their not their supervisor, but I guess he's like, okay, it's like their supervisors, which are the Erotes, and then it would be Cupid, and then Aphrodite is like mm-hmm. the one, the person who comes in like maybe once a year type thing, and they're like, oh, yeah. you guys are doing great, but like Cupid is basically She's the company the big owner, boss. Yeah. and he's like the manager. Yeah. Or like district or something. Yeah. If we're going to go with the retail comparisons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so because there's like a god of unrequited love, there's like a god of sweet talk and flattery. Um, there's like huh. a god of um weddings and uh, marriage, there's like a god of sexual longing. So, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> do something with that, yeah. So, I thought that would be cool to, from to make them like department heads and um and give them different little um, you know, maybe uh, because there's like Oh, there's like one um who's like the god of like basically like cheating. So like like a lot of people don't want to work under me. He's like a bad attitude. I can't remember which one because my notes are a mess. But <laughs> <laughs> but he's like the one who like really doesn't like them. And um yeah, so I was gonna make him kind of like their antagonist a little bit. Like he doesn't like them at all. Okay. Maybe because of something that uh Basim did to him, or like maybe he worked under him and he's like I hate that guy. So. Yeah. yeah because you have to have a little friction oh uh, yes uh, <laughs> no no story is complete without narrative inconvenience to set the plot going yeah yeah there was gonna be there was like this, i discarded it but there was gonna be this whole um subplot where tess used to be like a human or something like that but i think i'm just gonna keep them like vague like angel figures but she was gonna be like a human okay. and um the guy that hates them was gonna like know that she used to be a human or something like that and like hold it over mm-hmm. her but yeah in any case um yeah you gotta have to have a series and you gotta have and um but um yeah but cupid for the most part he's pretty cool in my head he's pretty like good he's pretty much like a, an andre 3000 type character and he kind of like okay he okay. kind of like um you know he doesn't he's like pretty chill about the whole thing except for when his mom comes to like see what's going on with the company yeah <laughs> <laughs> I could see how that would put someone on edge. Yeah. Mom's here to check your homework. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah. And then Aphrodite, she doesn't really have a character design because I was um I like I'm very um I grew up reading the Percy Jackson books as well and I like how every time mm-hmm. you see Aphrodite, yeah. she had like a different like appearance because there's no like one set um standard of beauty so I was going to try mm-hmm. to do something like that with, like, every time she shows up, she looks, like, different, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, there, since this is, like, in the, in the medium of a comic, like, there, there are, there are ways that you could work around that, like. Yeah, like a specific outfit or something. Aphrodite could always be wearing a blazer, like, like a really nice outfit or something, or maybe, like, Aphrodite's eyes are, like, super cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, she has to have something that you can, you can, um point her out but yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you know these are all concepts and stuff like that like i said a lot of cool concepts i oh, have yeah. to put them into <laughs> i have to put them into uh mm-hmm. something i do really like that you're going with that like that mutable aphrodite mm-hmm. idea though like because because it's true that just as there is not like one specific like mm-hmm. 
form of love. There's also not one specific form of beauty. So yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. That's another thing in the comic. Like I don't. I wanted to like um, try to address like different forms of love as well. Like it doesn't have to be. Um, even though I'm not as versed in um, like uh, for instance, maybe like in sexual um, partnerships, but you know, if I wouldn't do something like that, I'm I'm gonna like reach out to people who have experience in that. But I want it to be mm-hmm. like. You know, like, you don't just have to have, like, you know, certain kind of, like, you know, you know, uh, boring, vanilla, like, <laughs> cishet type yeah. of, you know, you know, situation. Yeah. Like, there's different <laughs> things that, you know, people are, you know, that makes them happy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, you know, the one definition of love, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to explore That's really good to like hear. That. Yeah. Because you, you want everybody to kind of see, you know, to, like, have something for themselves in the comic. Because, you know, you want everybody to try to relate to it. Even though you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. But you want to, you know, you don't want to yeah. be too close-minded. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to just be like, I'm only dealing with this. Because people are like, well, that sucks. What about mm-hmm. what about me? What about, you know? Believe me, I, I am absolutely not concerned with, with you telling a closed-minded narrative. I try. I try. <laughs> it's hard, but you're like, yeah, you know, you just have to, you have to talk mm-hmm. to people when you don't know stuff, you know, that's, that's a lot of people's problems. Yeah. Just don't act like you know everything, man. Ask, mm-hmm. ask mm-hmm. people stuff, mm-hmm. man. Do some research. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of ideas, but that's what, that's what I say. I get, I get so bogged down and thinking about what it could be. So I'm trying to like start mm-hmm. small and like then you know just go crazy because if i just keep going ballooning out now now then i'll never start it so it's like uh, and it's like on the one hand i like to have all these ideas but on the other hand i need to like narrow it down okay i have a very i have a very large scale question and mm-hmm. a very small scale question cool. uh would you like the large scale or the small scale question first large i guess okay um on the whole, what kind of a story are you like wanting to tell with Tess? Is it like, like what kind of what kind of extremely vague, doesn't have to be anything specific kind of a journey are you like wanting to take her on or to show with her? Oh, oh man, maybe I should have went with a small question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I've kind of probably she has like aspects of myself, so maybe just her like learning over time that she doesn't have to be perfect she can you know have fun have be a little looser mm-hmm. she can you know still get done what she needs to get done and it doesn't have to be completely perfect all the time because okay yeah, i would like uh you know just an so, evolution of her character she you know as we all so do. like a journey of self-acceptance kind of a thing yeah maybe <laughs> okay okay that's that is, that is cool yeah, cause uh, I'm 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 kind of going through that, I guess. So you know, you kind of imprint on your characters, so <laughs> a little bit. You kind of put a little bit of your 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 uh your deal mm-hmm. on them. I mean, this is a podcast for the for original characters, the good, the bad, and the self inserts. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of everybody in their characters. So yeah. Oh, definitely. So yeah, definitely, probably just yeah, learning how to loosen up and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't really yeah you made me think now that's a that's a good <laughs> question <laughs> it's it's something that i personally sometimes struggle with making when i'm like when i'm coming up with a story so i'm always curious to hear like what other people are are take what what approach what kind of like overarching idea that other people are working through when they're making something that's creative mm-hmm mm-hmm well, you definitely made me think. I'm gonna have to think about that. That is a good question. <laughs> I would like. To, I try. Yeah, I would like to get something a little bit more concrete down. Now I'm gonna be thinking about that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry. I don't worry. I won't pull a Jake and like and like publicly podcast shame you into doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, maybe you should. Maybe it'll make me do it. Maybe you should. Mm. <laughs> so a little shame is. You can have a little shame as a treat. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
cara. <laughs> Just a little bit. <sighs> Just a little bit of shame. Everybody needs a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, oh, believe me, I'm Catholic. I have lots of that. <laughs> oh, girl, I know. I'm not Catholic, but girl, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, ooh, very strict religious. Yeah, I'll bring it over here, too. Don't you have a podcast about, about uh... Yeah, 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 um, hashtag non... <laughs> Am I allowed to say hashtag Donspot if it's for my own show? <laughs> um, um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the short answer is yes. Uh, yeah, it's just faithful. But it's uh, Emma, like Emma and I talk about, we just talk about like faith in media and religion and media and stuff and how effective it is or how ineffective. Oh, okay, cool. I need to check that out. I've been trying to avoid uh, spiritual stuff lately because I'm just like going through a lot of stuff. But, you know, that's for another podcast. That's right, you know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Believe me, I am. I no one is no one is required to listen to any of my work, and I appreciate everyone who does. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that's cool though. It it's fun. I enjoy it. Okay, so the other uh the the smaller scale question that I was going to ask mm-hmm. is. What are some of your favorite, like, little bits and pieces that you've planned out with Tess that you really enjoy? Um, really just, um, her personality. Um, I really enjoy mm-hmm. crafting that because, um, she kind of went through a few phases. At first I was going to make her, like, the, um, yeah. the a-hole character, and then I decided to flip it. Um, but, yeah, um... I just I really like designing characters, uh, <laughs> their their looks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's my favorite part. Just yeah, deciding to um, even though I guess they would you wouldn't say they they have races. I guess it's kind of um, well you haven't seen the good place, but um, good place seeing that they all have kind of like skin suits, but they're not really human in the first place. But you know, just I like mm-hmm. designing the look. Um, I I felt like it was important to make her um black because i don't know I, I feel like there's not enough um representation in that way it's uh i like i like to draw you know characters that reflect me so um mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. just to kind of fight back you know against the man you know the man he tells us that you know everybody's got to be you know a certain way so but um mm-hmm. yeah that's been my favorite part is just trying to like figure her out trying to get in get in her head as my main character what is like what's something that you're really in, like excited for her to do? Are you like um, do you have any fun fun plot things planned out like I'm going to get I'm going to put Tessa and Basem into X situation and which is going to cause Y or they're going to just really freak out at this. Well, um I was kind of um thinking of doing like um I was well. I was watching like My Hero Academia, like really tough at this time. I think it was I forget which arc mm-hmm. it's called, but um, kind of like um their sports festival arc. I was gonna make uh them go through. Um, I was gonna show her training, so I was kind of excited about that. Like her fighting her okay, way into, okay. the, you know, fighting her way into the uh to the program because um like the arch nemesis guy really didn't like want her to be in in the first place. He wanted to keep her in the accounting department. So I was kind of excited about planning that out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I'm saying, like everything is up in the air. Like I have so many ideas. I'm like, well, that's stupid. I don't know if that'll work, but um, I was excited about that. um, If I were to go that route. um, Yeah. Because I think it would be cool to kind of show um, what it takes to be a a hunter Mm -hmm. A bounty hunter of love. Yeah. An agent of Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tell you my stupid acronym? Uh, with the, uh, I have an acronym for Cupid. It's very stupid and I love it. I love it so much. No, tell me this acronym. <laughs> Coupling up people indefinitely. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. I was going to, I was going to just call it the, uh, comic, uh, you know, Q dot U dot Yeah. It's gone mm-hmm. through, but yeah, I like I like love stupid acronyms. It's like a a thing I love, and then um like dumb mm-hmm. business names and stuff like that. So that'll definitely be like some oh, yeah. background stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, everything. Oh yeah, I I can appreciate a dumb business name. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it has to be on it. Every every villain is lemons. Um, you know, 
<laughs> level for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or, or it's not. Oh, or yeah. it's nothing. So yeah. Because like the the thing about businesses and organizations having like stu- having like acronyms and like then or like a stupid name to go along with the acronym. I'm not even like not even stupid as much as you know just like silly, silly yeah. cheesy is because like. Like, you know that they picked that on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know that someone in this organization really wanted it, and they were so passionate about it that they pushed and they got this co- this organization, this company, this thing, named this stupid thing. Yeah. Like- and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's just funny. Yeah. Like the shield. It's like, somebody really must have uh, wanted... um. Shield to be called Shield because what is there? Strategic Homeland something I can't even remember all the let what it means. Strategic Homeland. I don't know something something yeah, L department. Like, they really need to be called Shield. This is funny to me. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard for me to say. I have like specific stuff planned out because it's like I keep I'm um puppet mastering everything so much around and everything gets it's like dropped yeah. and then. Uh, dropped and then picked back up again and stuff like that so it's kind of hard for me mm-hmm. to like specifically say like right now what i'm excited about because like i'd be excited about a minute and like the next day i'm like oh maybe that might not work for what i'm trying to do so but yeah hey you know what you are you are allowed to still be in the stage <laughs> where you're throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks yeah. and you are still allowed to be that in that stage when you are going through and actually like making this thing that you want to do yeah i feel like it's a lot of spaghetti on the wall right now but it's it's fun spaghetti so um yeah like you said mm-hmm. earlier it's it's fun spaghetti so i'm enjoying oh, yeah. the process but yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of tomato stains on the wall yeah. <laughs> yes so, out of curiosity, uh, has Tess made it into like any of any of your other like creative projects? I guess I'll call it. Um, <laughs> or has she been pretty pretty in the universe of Pal Wright and the Kisser? No, I pretty much keep her in her same. I try to keep most of them in the same universe. Um, okay, okay. I'm not like Jake with the no crossovers thing, but I don't know for <laughs> <laughs> especially with like me trying to like figure out like the whole mythology and the whole like Bible of the universe. I'm like I like try to keep my um ideas pretty sectioned off. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, until I can like get like a full picture of them. So yeah, she's there by themselves pretty much right now, just mm-hmm. chilling out in the Porsche sphere. <laughs> the Porsche, the Porsche verse, the Porsche MCU, mm-hmm. the Porsche CU. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. That's fun. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about with her. You have any more questions for for me? Uh, at, at this point, I just have the uh, the last question for the recording. So, no. if you have anything else that you wanna that you wanna toss out there, go ahead. No, I don't think so. I think I pretty much um got you know. Oh um, well, I was going to make the um the real world location of it kind of be because um I was gonna make it be like Detroit because that's where I live and that's what I know, mm-hmm. and I just yeah. thought it'd be interesting because most of the time. It's just like New York, LA, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm like, you know, why not just write what I know? Um mm-hmm. and um yeah. Uh so I was going to kinda like put um 'cause um my initial de- idea too uh was kind of like a, a dead like me thing where um they always like go to like the specific diner in that show. Mm-hmm. And so um instead of diners here we have like Coney Islands, which they're basically kinda like they're kind of like New Jersey style diners almost, but yeah, you can get okay. like breakfast and um, you can get breakfast in the morning. You can get breakfast any time of the day and you can get like, you know, Coney dogs or you can get like wings or whatever. Like it's like, a, it's okay, of, okay. but it's, yeah, it's like a diner, but we call them Coney Islands. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Um, <laughs> okay. but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to make them, I had like an idea for like, uh, they can like create doors into like the you know the human world so they like always go to the same diner like when they're out there and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then they can just like go through yeah. another door or maybe it's like the, the maybe the coney island was a front i don't know I'm, I'm juggling between those two ideas but yeah like a central like um 
I think it's always cool when um like properties have like a central hub as well, like how friends had like um Central Park and stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's like another element I was thinking about, like kinda trying to, you know, put the city in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's always really fun. Yeah, even though um, that's why I, I was a uh, for a period last year. I was trying to like work on back uh, backgrounds, <laughs> backgrounds mm-hmm. uh, because you know I wanna I wanna be able to draw you know some stuff, but yeah, you know. mm-hmm. and that's another thing I like I like about comics too. Like it pushes me out of my comfort zone. Um, get to work on mm-hmm. different stuff, and also uh, finding you know creative ways to. Uh, work around that too if I don't feel like working on that stuff there's a lot of different ways because <laughs> <laughs> I've always kind of liked yeah. um, mango like when they have like it looks almost photocopy but it's like a background you know what I'm talking about I always kind of like that effect so you know there's, yeah. there's options out here but then I was like you know it would force me to like actually draw some buildings so that might be cool <laughs> <laughs> I kind of might not I kind of might need to be well rounded one of these days maybe I should try that I, I applaud the approach that you're taking with in regards to this art. Like, good for you. You're like, you know what? Like, I might as I I should learn how to draw buildings at some point. Might as well go ahead and do it, right? You know, like, I might like I need to try or like if you know I can't like, figure it out. Like, figure out a way that works for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So honestly, like, good on you and go for it. Because, and if you figure out any tips on how to draw buildings, let me know. Man. Uh, oh, it's like this is why I always say I wish I went to school because I'm like perspective and all this stuff. I'm like I'm not good at math. I'm good at art. That's why I, I that's why I draw. I'm not, I'm not about this math stuff. What is all this perspective stuff you're talking to me about? Like, mm-hmm. like I get it in theory, but then I try to do it. It's just like very yeah. Like all these lines, I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense in theory. Yeah. But it's like if you're not using the specific example they're using, it's kind of like hard to freestyle sometimes. I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. If like, if there's one complaint that I have about my own arts education, it was that in my opinion, we spent maybe too much time learning about like, okay, like this is how you can create this effect when you're drawing. This is how you can, you know, like this is the, maybe like the correct format in which to do this, but we didn't spend enough time like, developing original work like we didn't spend enough time like like okay like hey i'm gonna go draw a i'm gonna draw a building i'm gonna go i'm gonna draw a scene with cars in it so i'm going to go learn how to draw cars and uh (laughs) it was it was kind of a mess but you know what i you know what i got my degree and i got out so i'm fine (laughs) You know what I just realized? What? We didn't actually do, like, the outro or the final question. <laughs> oh. What was the- oh. We just, like, we got we got into a fun tangent, and then we just did, like, we just had a nice conversation for, like, ten minutes. Oh. Oops. <laughs> oops. It's... it's okay. I'm not stressed about it. Okay. Oh, what's the, um, what is the final question? Okay. Why do you love Tess so much? Um because she um has like tenacity she um works very hard at what she does she wants to be the best and i think you know that's something to um strive for you know be the best at what you do mm-hmm. and be passionate about something and um uh, you know yeah I, that's you know that's basically what i want you know i want to find what i'm good at and um you know work at it and mm-hmm. You know, every day and just be passionate about it. Now, I, I really appreciate that about her. You know, she puts, she gives her all, mm-hmm. even if she's, you know, yeah, uptight about everything about it. But you know, she gives her all. I love that about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, straight to the point. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's very yeah. good. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on the show, Portia. I am glad that I was, I'm glad that we were finally able to get our schedules to align to get you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is fun. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> oh, you know, I always have to get the, have to get the jitters out. Well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Boy, do well, I know that feeling. Yeah, this is good. Thank you for inviting me on. You're welcome. Yeah.
So I ask this of everyone. Um, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Where would you like to be found on the internet? If you, where can you be found on the internet if you would like to be found? That's how that um, phrase goes. I'm usually on Twitter, just wasting my life on. Um, <laughs> you can find me uh, a dark skin Daria. Um, that's um, skint with a T. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can find me on there most days. Um, you know, I basically do a lot of retweeting, do a lot of laughing at you know the general tomfoolery of Twitter, and um, sometimes I draw stuff mm-hmm. and you know put it up. Um. If yeah. you would like to uh, see um, some of um, Tess or uh, Basim, you can look under the, um, my, with my name, and you can look under the hashtag, Pile Right in the Kisser. I have a lot of art of them through um, the year. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check that out, um, I retweeted a, a few pictures actually this evening, but I'll probably retweet okay. some more if anybody wants to see. But you can mm-hmm. uh, check me out there. I'm pretty much on, you know, every day, you know, trying to distract myself. So Twitter. <laughs> yeah holla at me i'll have to make sure that i uh retweet that i retweet some stuff from the show account uh of the of your official okay. art or yeah or um yeah if you want me to um send you stuff but yeah i, I uh just like found a couple pieces today and i was like oh that was cute so if you want to yeah it's mm-hmm. on there right now if you want to but i could send you some stuff too if you want it don't matter honestly like if if it's all the same to you, I would much rather be like mm-hmm. retweeting it from you than like reposting uh, because you know, no, I mean like re- like send, like if I if I send you like posts. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that whatever you want to do, it don't matter. You know where to find okay, them. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, just look. <laughs> or I know who yeah. to ask, which mm-hmm. is you. Yeah. The Home for Wayward OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, Stitcher, and probably your local podcatcher. And if we're not there, let me know and I'll work on getting the show to be on your local podcatcher. Uh, the theme song is Violet by Pottage and Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. And you can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. And I, in theory, might be looking for more guests within the next couple of months. Uh, keep an eye on the Wayward Twitter for that account, or for updates on that as they as they happen, as I figure out scheduling and stuff. Uh, and if you are wanting to be on the show, it is definitely more helpful if you contact the Wayward Twitter rather than my personal account, just because that way then stuff doesn't get jumbled up or like shuffled to the bottom of the list by mistake or something. Um, and of course... Because this is a podcast, it is always extremely helpful if you can like, uh, rate, review us on your listening platform of choice, and maybe even recommend us to a friend, because the best form of advertising is word of mouth, and that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Widow Seas, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. always doing something he's like a a podcast encrypted (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's very true yeah our favorite podcast encrypted jake mason (laughs) i might have to include that as like the outro or something (laughs) actual podcast encrypted jake mason (laughs) Patron. Oh, Patron gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Make that the next RPG on Cool Kids table. They all play cryptids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello, you beautiful blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where your two best friends put their social work degrees to good use by rereading the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes, I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? 
Why does Stephanie Meyer Osahana and all their brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegirls.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.